every now and then there's that homily that really sticks with you, that continues to be renewing in your life. And for me, there's a homily that always sticks out. And I know that it was important in my life because I remember it eight years later. Eight years later, and this homily still impacts my life. And the priest, he had this line, he said, there's two struggles that we have with intimacy with God. The first is that we don't believe who he is. And the second, we don't believe who he says that we are. And so after I heard that, I, in the middle of the homily, just to myself, I made a prayer. I said, Lord, you are my father and I am your beloved son. And as I prayed that in my heart, I realized something. I struggled to get the word beloved out. I struggled to see myself as a beloved son of the father. And that hit me to my core. And I thank God that uh, following this homily, I was on an eight day silent retreat where I had nothing to do but pray and talk with the spiritual director for eight days about what that meant. That became the context of my entire eight day silent retreat, praying with how could I be beloved in the eyes of the father, praying with that concept of identity. I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have that because it shook me up so much. How could, I not be, how could I not see myself as beloved in the eyes of the Father? And something tells me that I'm not the only one who has ever struggled with that concept of seeing yourself as a beloved son or daughter of the Father, recognizing who you are created in God's image and likeness as good, seeing the Lord uh, God the Father looking at you with eyes of delight. In our gospel, we have the temptations of Jesus and right before this is the baptism of our Lord in the Jordan. And what is, we have the descent of the Spirit. And the God the Father looks at Jesus and says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And then he is led into the desert to, be, for, to fast for 40 days and he is tempted. And what does the devil do to first words out of the devil's mouth in this passage? If you are the son of God, he is attacking his very identity. But who has given him his identity? Who has revealed his identity but God the Father? And here twice the devil says, if you are the son of God, trying to test his very identity. Who is this identity of Christ? And so many of us, if not all of us, struggle with recognizing our true God-given identity, seeing ourselves as beloved in the eyes of the Father. For those who don't know, we're in the midst of a, a three-year of what the uh, U.S. bishops are calling a Eucharistic revival, leading us closer to our Eucharistic Lord, helping us to recognize the gift of the Eucharist, that is, Jesus Christ made present body, blood, soul, and divinity, and that we are called to recognize the goodness that is there, and that he is calling us closer to himself. And so here at St. Margaret Mary, to participate more deeply in this Eucharistic revival on a national level, Every liturgical season, we're going to be looking at a different theme. And this theme that we have chosen for Lent is called to holiness. And throughout, the, really the Gospels of Lent, as we were praying with this, seem to all encompass this call to holiness. So it starts here with this question of identity. Because the Lord is not calling a generic group of people. The Lord is calling every single individual by name. He is calling you beloved in his eyes, and he's calling you to a deeper relationship with himself. He's not just calling this generic group, but each and every individual. He is showing, he's revealing his sacred heart. He's revealing his love for you, especially found here in the Eucharist, which we'll receive at this Mass. 
So then we move through and we have some beautiful readings, the transfiguration. We have uh, the Samaritan woman, the healing of the man born blind, uh, the raising of Lazarus, all these incredible things which start with an encounter with our Lord. He then calls them into a deeper relationship with himself and then conversion happens and they are able to live in this beautiful life called by our Lord to deeper relationship with him. But it all starts with this question of identity. Do I truly see myself as beloved in the eyes of the Father? When I think of that, am I able to see, yes, I am beloved. But the reality is, if the devil can tempt Jesus in the desert, he can tempt every single one of us. He can spew out his lies, making you question if you are actually beloved. He can make you question everything about your identity. So we're going to do something at this Mass that I, wouldn't, I don't typically do. It would be kind of strange if I did every single Mass. But we're going to go through kind of a litany of, of lies that the devil can spew about our identity. And I'm going to, at the time, we're all going to kneel. We're going to face our Eucharistic Lord present in the tabernacle. And we're going to renounce these lies. I'm going to ask you, as I read every one of these lines, to repeat, in Jesus' name, I renounce this lie. Because we have to renounce it because it is not the truth of our identity. But it's not enough to just renounce what the devil speaks to us, but we have to receive the truth of who we truly are made beloved in the eyes of the Father, that we are his beloved sons and daughters. So we are going to then switch from renouncing the lies of the devil, but to receive this truth, receive the truth that we are beloved in the eyes of the Father, because so often we can be tempted to start there, to start by believing those lies. But after we reject those lies, we have to recognize the truth of who we are. To not just for ourselves, but as we recognize that it is Jesus Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, in the Eucharist, calling us to a life of holiness. That, in fact, we are to call others and make them recognize their God-given identity. And so, as we move through this, there might be some of these that are really hit you in your own heart. As I read some of these lines, they might puncture you and you might be able to hopefully have some healing there. And I, I've seen it already. People have left Mass in tears and it's a really beautiful thing. So there might be some of these lines they are like, well, I don't struggle with that. I guarantee there's someone here in this church who does struggle with that idea of their identity, that does not see themselves beloved in that way. And so if you don't struggle in that way, I encourage you to pray for that person here in this church who does struggle in that way. And so Again, as I read through this, the first set, in Jesus' name, I renounce this lie. And the second set, in Jesus' name, I receive this truth. And so I invite you all now to please kneel as we go through this litany. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for the gift of this season of Lent. May we recognize that it is you who are calling each and every one of us to a life of holiness, calling each and every one of us close to your most sacred heart. We ask that we might be able to renounce any lies of the devil. We ask that we might have a heart open to receive your truth and your truth alone. And again, the response to each invocation will be, in Jesus' name, I renounce this lie. That I am unloved and unlovable, in Jesus' name I renounce this lie. That I am not wanted and not good enough, in Jesus' name I renounce this lie. That I am alone, that no one understands me or cares for me, 
In Jesus' name, I renounce this lie, that I am unprotected and that God has abandoned me. In Jesus' name, I renounce this lie, that if I trust, I will be hurt or disappointed. In Jesus' name, I renounce this lie, that I am not safe and not protected. In Jesus' name, I renounce this lie, that I am bad, ugly, stupid, or worthless. In Jesus' name, I renounce this lie, that I am powerless, weak, and unable to change. In Jesus' name, I renounce this lie, that I am stuck or trapped. In Jesus' name, I renounce this lie, that my life is meaningless and that I have nothing to live for. In Jesus' name, I renounce this lie. Heavenly Father, now we turn to you and ask that we might receive the truth of our authentic identity given to us by you. You who at your own baptism were called beloved in the eyes of the Father, may we see our own belovedness and call others to that same identity found in you. And our response to each invocation will be, in Jesus' name, I receive this truth that by virtue of my baptism, I am a beloved son or daughter of the Father. In Jesus' name, I receive this truth, that Jesus loves me so much that he gave his life for me. In Jesus' name, I receive this truth, that I am loved and valued, wanted and desired, precious in the eyes of the Father. In Jesus' name, I receive this truth, that I am connected and understood and deeply cared for. In Jesus' name, I receive this truth. That Jesus died for my sins and I am forgiven, cleansed, justified, and accepted. In Jesus' name, I receive this truth. That Jesus did not come to condemn me, but to save me. In Jesus' name, I receive this truth. That in the sacrament of reconciliation, I am forgiven and set free. In Jesus' name, I receive this truth. That I am pure and worthy, not because of what I have done, but because of what Jesus has done for me. In Jesus' name, I receive this truth. That I am being transformed from glory to glory into the image of Christ, and that God is at work in me, and what he begins, he will bring to completion. In Jesus' name, I receive this truth. Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks, especially for the gift of your Eucharist, the gift of your body, blood, soul, and divinity. We ask that as we come forward today, we may recognize the truth of our identity, beloved in your eyes, beloved sons and daughters of the Father, and that we might always receive this truth of our identity throughout these 40 days and for the rest of the year. Lord Jesus Christ, we ask all this in your holy name. Amen. Please be seated.